What's up, Rad Dads? Welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. We are in studio tonight, finally, after quite some time. Um, I want to apologize because the reason we've been on such a hiatus was because of me. Not me personally, but I was dealing with some family issues. Um, wasn't going to get into it, but my father my father was in the hospital for quite some time. Uh, and he was finally discharged today. He's home today. Went into the hospital February 27th and now is home. And um, it was quite the journey my family and I went through. Um, and I want to give a big shout out to my wife and my kids for uh, supporting me through this journey. Um, all the love and the support. There were long nights, early mornings. Um, but yes, we are uh, officially back. Hi, guys. I know you missed us. We're back. Back to recording. And um, tonight's topic is, um, is we picked it out of a hat. I think Rob did. Rob, what's the topic tonight, Rob? Oh, the topic tonight is educating our kids about financials. So we haven't done this. Funny enough, last season, I believe, we did educating our kids about porn. But we haven't really talked about financials. Probably touched on it a couple of times over the season. This is our fourth season. And this is going to be our 10th episode that's going to drop next week. However. For the year. For the year, not in which to- not in total, yeah, in total, <laughs> in total is a lot more. Uh, a little behind for the season, but it's okay. But I think it's really important, and I don't think it's just a one episode topic. I think it's something that we really need to focus on with our kids and and making sure they understand the value of money and and what it means. So, Sal, I wanted to ask for you, and this is this is why I want to kind of do it on the fly: is what do you do to educate your children about money and you know, saving, taxation, not spending what you get. Well, ta- I mean, taxation, we're getting a little, that's getting a little into the woods there. Into what do the you weeds. mean? For every, for every $3, I take one. It's a tax. <laughs> it's a dad tax. It's a tax. <laughs> well, I, there's a dad tax for everything, whether it's money or gum or candy or ice cream or there's a dad tax for everything. I mean, what, what do I do when my kids ask for something or, or trying to teach them how to, uh, uh, the, the value of a dollar? Every time they ask for something, I say no. That's the first thing. But what do you do? So do, so they, do I, they earn money for uh, chores or anything? Not, no, I do not give them an allowance. So they get nothing? No. So how are they going to learn the value of money and how to spend it and save it? Because I tell them. You give them at Skittles? No. <laughs> Gummies. <laughs> and not from the dispensary. So I tell them to make a list of wants and needs. Something you want versus something you need. So if it is something that you want, what is the value of that want? Does it exceed something that you need? And and then and then we go through the cost of everything and identify what what the value of things. So if I say okay, if I agree to buying them something, I tell them that I have to work work x amount of hours to pay for what you want. What do you mean, Dad? I said, well, this costs X, right? This is what Dad gets paid per hour, dollar fifty an hour. I have to work 100 hours to pay for that. Well, then we won't get to see you. I said, well, is that a want or a need? 
Dude, it's it's serious in my house, man. We don't just go spending money frivolously. I don't I don't drop, uh, you know, hand over my wallet when my kid says I need this. That's if if why not? You got three girls. You got plenty of spending in the next couple of years. And my recommendation, either for new dads or expecting dads, or if you're a seasoned dad, every time your kid says I want this, and you say yes. You are raising a spoiled and entitled child. I am sorry to tell you that, but every time you say yes and you get everything your child asks for, your child is spoiled and entitled. What you're teaching your kids is that they don't have money and you're not teaching them the ability to discretionarily spend their money. They do have money. They, They have birthday money. They have communion money. They have every. Christmas money. Yeah, so they you let money, them money, spend money. it, right? So I tell them. I don't buy anything for them. They buy it for themselves. So my daughter wanted Lululemon pants. I said, okay, I'm not buying Lululemon pants. They're expensive. They are. I said, I ain't buying Lululemon pants. I said, you know how much they are? She said, yes. I said, okay, go in your piggy bank, get exactly how, how, what it costs, and that's what we're spending. Well, I won't have any money left. I said, well, do you really need Lululemon pants? So I made the mistake when my son got to middle school said, if you make the honor roll, I'll buy you Jordans. Damn. That, that, that didn't work because he did it the first marketing <laughs> period. So I did change the rules a little bit. So now, <laughs> so now it was something less. No, sorry. What was, oh no. The first one wasn't Jordans. The first one was I'll take him to his favorite restaurant, which is in New York City. So when he did that, I was like, all right, I can't do that every time. Like it's going to be a very expensive year. I said, so I'll give you something different. Well, let me, let me challenge you this, right? First, second marking period, he, he, he made honor roll, right? Yeah. Did you did you tell him if you make it for the third marking period, you get him something? Second, third, yes. Are we in the third? Third or eight got reported. Oh. So, so now we're in the home stretch. We're, we're in the fourth. Fourth. The Air Jordans are on the line. So the Air Jordans are the full year prize. Oh. He gets the Air Jordans. Um, He had, if he got... uh. Honor roll, then high honor roll, he would have different rewards. And then for if he got honor roll the whole year, he would get Jordans up to $200. Why is, why is he capped the prize? Why, why'd you cap <laughs> have you, it? Have you ever seen? <laughs> no, I don't know. They're the ridiculous. Yeah. They go up to like 500, 600. Oh, I mean, more yeah, than that. Good job. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not getting more than $200. Listen, for him, it's more of a collection than like he wears one pair. All the rest are in his closet on display, which is cool. Like, you know, I like baseball cards growing up. He liked. Something that's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, but how much were your Jordan? How much were the baseball cards versus the Jordans? A lot of baseball <laughs> cards, but they weren't as much as his Jordans. But I, you know, you know what? That that's like a reward if you do well. My kids get money if they mow the lawn, so I give them ten bucks. It's very very good labor, ten bucks for mowing the lawn. But the funny thing is, it's not my oldest son who does it. It's my younger son who doesn't spend a dime. Aha! Uh-huh. Hoards his money and puts it in the savings. Um, which is I have two different children. I have one saves and one who spends spends. i'm like can we get the middle here somewhere so my older one is he he would spend everything but what i'm trying to teach him is you got to save something so you have something to spend in case you know you want to go out or you want to do this or you want to do that like dad i want to go to the mall okay dad i want to go to i want to go on a walk so the walk consists of going to dunkin donuts as well and i'm like and then he's like okay i have money i said where's your money i'm not paying for you to get a donut i was like get out of here or hatch walk or whatever they get. Um, 
But if my younger son was to do it, he wouldn't have a problem. He's a, he has money. Um, but it's you know it's it's interesting because I'm trying to keep, teach him that responsibility, especially the the twelve year old. So how do you teach him? What do you teach him? You have money. You can't spend it all. You can't go. I have a hundred dollars. I'm going to go buy a pair of Jordans. That's your hundred. That's all you got. You get a hundred dollars. You have to pay for rent with that. You have to pay for food with that. Rent? And you you say rent? Tax. Oh yeah. What, so, they pay rent here. They're going to start. Oh my. So damn man. So here's an interesting thing. I was reading something. I'd say it's interesting. <laughs> You're charging your fucking nine-year-old rent. Twelve-year-old, nine-year-old, <laughs> under ten. He's he gets rent-free. Oh, <laughs> under ten, rent-free. Rent the minute you turn eleven, you're fucked. Start paying up, Start sucker. Paying <laughs> so I read something recently um, by Damon John about how he teaches his kids uh, about financial responsibility. So for every three dollars, a dollar goes to tax, a dollar goes to rent, and a dollar is yours to do whatever, whatever you want. Teaches them that just because you have the money doesn't, and obviously. I didn't read more into it. I'm sure he's putting those $2 somewhere or whatever it was, but he's teaching them that, Hey, your money goes to something. Two thirds of your money that comes in goes to fixed. So how old are Damon young? All right. Our kids age around there. So he's teaching them financial responsibility. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm teaching the boys. That's not a bad idea. I might implement that. So for every dollar that my child gets, Every three dollars, I every take three dollars, you take a dollar. But then you just put it in an account for them, and you keep it, and you put it away. Well, they they have an account, so do they actually actively save, or do you have to help them actively save? That's a pretty well. I mean, like taking the money to the bank. Yeah, not under the mattress. No, well, I mean, we have their money, so we'll give them. We'll say, okay, you received X from this relative. We are going to give you. Why? Oh, you take that. You take that decision out of their hands. Yes, I don't. You have X. We take Y, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, you, I, I you, know what you're you receive this amount of money. We're gonna take this. This is what you were giving you, and spend it wisely. So you're 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 doing the same thing that Damon John's doing. Is you're taking it. Yes. You're putting it, and you're putting it in the savings. I get that. I'm doing something similar, but I also make try to make them. Make that decision. Like you need, like kids need to understand. And I think part of my problem is most people don't, and we've talked about this before. Most people don't understand financing, don't understand money. Don't, well, they like, don't, they don't, I mean, they don't teach it in school. They don't, but like, think about it this way. So even reading, and I was, t- we were talking to you about this before is, uh, Ramit Sethi, which is the new, um, series on Netflix talking about how I can make you rich he talks about what is your rich life. So he, he talks about how, you know, it's, everyone's different. You know, your rich life is different, is different than mine and someone else's rich life. You may want to own a house. I may just want to rent and party like a rock star until the cows come home, you know, but everybody's is slightly different. So what do you want to do to kind of live that rich life? Yes. Um, so he, he goes into what does that mean? Each one's slightly different. And then, he works with different clients, I assume, and, and kind of advises them. But the one thing he advises is to invest in a life fund, which is like it will mature by 2040 or 2050 or 2030, whatever, whenever when, you're retiring. When you say life fund, is that life insurance? No. A life fund is, so you know in your 401k you can invest in funds. It's a managed fund that is is set to mature at 2040. So they invest and 
tweak the risk tolerance as it progresses until 2040 because you're going to retire at 2040 or 2050 or 2060. So the decreases or increases as it gets closer to maturity, I would say, did it become more comes aggressive or did it become more conservative? I would say it becomes more conservative. As, more conservative. As it it increases the, the bonds and the tips, which is the um, treasury inflation protection. He goes into that and, and gets into the psychology of money. Is a lot. Some people will just spend all their money. Some people won't spend their money because they just want to save, and that's what they've been taught. Some people just want to buy a house because they've been taught, hey, buying a house means you've made it. Um, and Boy, were they wrong. Yeah, so so I mean it's it's interesting. It's a different take, right? It's like, do you do you buy a house? Do you not buy a house? Like, and what what does that mean? And he goes into how buying a house, you have variable expenses, whereas if you rent, you have a fixed expense plus utilities. Right. So it's it, it, it's so, actually but, interesting take on it. So it, I mean, I always thought renting versus owning a home, depending on what the rent is. You're paying someone else's mortgage. I, so, and you own nothing after that. So 100% agree. That is, and that's where he talks about your rich life. If your rich life is to travel and not have worry about a house, then then so be it. Right. But I agree with you. Like my take on that, my contrary opinion to him and a couple other people that I know who are the new finance gurus is they're talking about, hey, you don't own a house. You can move anywhere. You can do this. You could do that. For me, if you don't own a house, exactly what you're saying, you're paying someone else's mortgage. You're yeah. not getting any equity in it. Even if you, and I get what they're saying. Like if you think about how our house is, right? We bought the house. Now we're putting money into it. We're changing things. We're doing this. We're doing that. But you own it. But you own it. And you have something to show afterwards. You it gets, you know, you get equity out of it. And essentially you can do whatever you want to it. Right. Whereas renting for a whole year or you know 24 months 36 months paying $4000 a month for for 36 months at the end of that four the you got nothing of, yeah but i guess the the point zero they're talking purely on a on a number scale right is that you've shelled out say over that same period of time you shelled out this money for for your house plus taxes plus this plus that but everyone i talk to in this area they're paying as much as i am for my mortgage if, if for any renters Rent. that I've heard. yeah right so why would I want to rent? Right. I mean, that's my opinion. And I think everyone's slightly different. And I think the younger generation doesn't necessarily want to own a house at this point, which is fine, you know. But, I mean, it depends on the lifestyle, you know. It depends on, you know, how much you make. It depends on if, if you're settling down or if it depends on if you like to travel. Because if you like to travel and you don't want to be, be, be um, tied down to any particular location, then yeah, rent, you know, Airbnb it for fuck, for, you know, do, do a monthly or, or monthly Airbnbs. You ain't I, getting- yeah. And that's, that's the point that he talks about as a rich life. But back to the topic is like, that's where we have to educate our children and our next generation on what that actually means to them is, is that going to, you know, what's important to these guys? What is important to these gals coming up? making sure they know the value of a dollar, how to invest. Cause most people don't know how to invest. Right. Even, even us, right. If you look at a, if you look at most people, even, even money managers, you shouldn't be investing in individual stocks. Most people shouldn't. You should be investing in index funds, yep. um, ETFs and stuff like that. And, and I don't necessarily agree with 
remits perspective on the life funds. But at the same point, those life funds actually they're hands off. They're going to mature at 2040 and you may, it may be conservative. It may only come in at 7% year over year, but at the same point, it's 7% year over year. Yeah, that's 7% year over year. Well, the market typically does eight to nine. So it's going to come in a little bit lower, but you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Still, uh, can I use the word guaranteed money? Nothing is guaranteed, but I mean, it's, it's, there's two things that are guaranteed, my friend, and these things will never change. You're going to die. Taxes. You get the tax the shit out of. Yeah. And you're going to die. <laughs> Those are two guarantees in life that will never go. go away or never change. You will pay taxes and you will die. So, yeah, I mean, teaching the kids, the I think teaching our kids the value of a dollar is the first step. Explaining to our kids what it takes to make that dollar. You know, you know, even if it's making them do work around the house and say, okay, you work this many hours. This is, this is your expectation. This is what you're going to be making. Yeah. So if you want to buy something, if you're making X amount of dollars per hour, how many hours do you have to work to get that thing that you want? Like my oldest daughter, she is 14 and she is dead set on getting a job for the summer because she wants to go to Comic-Con in October. She's like, I got to pay for my ticket. I got to pay you there. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be taking her there. She's like, I got to pay for my ticket. I got to pay for my ticket. So I'm hoping, and and this is what I've been, I've been hearing, or this is what I've learned is, and I don't know how true this is. The school has to give her her working papers. Yeah. That was the same when we were kids. Really? Yeah. I never got working papers. I worked for cash. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) So what do those working papers from the school actually say or do? Just tell them like how old you are. I I believe. I don't think it's more than that. I I honestly don't know. I know. Interesting. It's if you're on a W-2, they need those working papers and you're under 18. Hmm. W-2? Dude, I mean. I think W-2. I don't know what the years. She's 14 years old and she already wants to work. It's awesome. Which is great. But she know she understands the value of money. Like you're not gonna pay for. Did you tell me she's not gonna pay for it? Pay for what? Did you tell her you're not paying for the ticket? I'm not paying for Comic Con. No. Did you tell her that though? I did. So obviously she's got to get the money for somewhere. Well, I, she's not getting the job because I told her I wasn't paying for Comic Con. Are you sure about that? Well, when she first told me that the tickets were six hundred some odd dollars, I said I'm not paying for Comic Con. Yeah. Well, I told you that's not true. So. And I sent you the link. Yes, yes. So she still thinks that the prices of the, the tickets you are... Stop. <laughs> so she still thinks the tickets are $650. So she'll work, she'll make some money, and then I'll tell her, hey, here's your ticket, 50 bucks. <laughs> oh but no, I mean, that's great that she, she wants to work, and she's she, there's no changing her mind. She wants to work. That's good. So... I should see if she can get in there. Does she like baking or, or baking? She likes baking. Yeah. So you should see if she can get into the uh, bakery in town. They're always looking for people. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to put her to bake. No, she'll probably be in the front, Yeah, but she'll get the exposure. Yeah. True. True. Understand what it takes to to run the place. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe family owned place. So maybe by the end of that, she's like, holy shit, I can do this or holy shit. shit, I I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to do this. 
Yes, yes. Think is I mean owning owning your own business. That's there's no vacation. You are the business. There's no Correct. sick days. There's no hey boss. Uh, I you know I can't see myself coming into. <laughs> Today. I don't want to go on vacation. Yeah, boss, I, I'm going on a two week vacation. There's none of that. You're the boss. You exactly. shut down. You shut down your business for two weeks. You're shutting down your income for two weeks. Exactly. So, and I think it's important to to come up with a philosophy and what you want to teach them. So, one thing, I I want to wrap this up, but one thing I want to talk about is just I've been taking a different approach because my kids do enjoy watching TV. So I've been taking the advantage that Netflix has put out multiple series on on money and managing it. And I've made my kids watch it. So I make them watch it and understand what's the value of money, decoding money, all those shows that they've released. I think there's like three or four. We've watched them or started watching them. Listen, it's it's not easy having a kid sit down and watch that when he can go watch Craig or the Creek or something else that he's watching. But to be honest, I, I do, I make them watch that. It's one of the, one of the things that I push for, especially when I'm watching TV with them. So I created a ledger with my daughter. Money in, money out, and then you, how much you have left. That's good. Does she maintain it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Do you maintain one? Uh, my bank. Not, not a, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't even think people balance checkbooks anymore. So I, I had a spreadsheet that, that I had going for quite some time, last year mostly, and into this year, it, and tracking all our expenses. So I was able to knock down a lot of the credit card use. So the first and the 16th of every month, I take out an X amount, the first and the 16th. I give my wife half and I keep half. So we're now down to cash only. Really? Cash only, credit card emergency only. Because, dude, when I tell you our... Expenses exceeded our income for a little bit of time. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And, dude, all our money now in cash, the money they take out, is groceries. And it, if we go, my wife and I go out to dinner, we'll just put that on the card. But the money I take out in the, in the beginning of the month, in the middle of the month, is all groceries. I don't, so it's crazy. I'm like, I'm not going to use my card. I'm not going to use it at all. And then we have a doctor bill. No, it's not even, I won't even like occasionally. So I will have it so I can use it for, you know, meals or whatever. But I take out a set amount each month. That's my spending money. But then I end up, dude, I do swipe it for this, that, or the other thing. But at the same point, we'll get a doctor bill. We'll get a dentist. We'll get this. Yeah, but we get camp bills. Those are. Bills, th- those are things that... So you're not including that in your spend. You're just discretionary spend. Correct. Okay. So, yes, there's doctor bills. Yes, there's there's other bills. But that money that we take out in cash is strictly... That's your discretionary spend. Groceries. I read there's there's a study out there that says people, when using cash, will spend less... Oh, yeah. I mean, because now they know they have X amount of dollars that they need to spend on groceries, and it becomes a don't want. Don't fucking need a study to tell you that. It becomes it becomes want or need. Do yeah. I want this or do I need this? Do I need to feed my family tonight or do I want fucking a, a, a seven pound bag of chocolate? Chocolate. 
I don't need the seven pound bag of chocolate, okay. but I need fucking buying seven pound bags of bags of chocolate. But I but I need to feed my family, so it's it's worked. Yeah, it has definitely helped. Makes sense. Definitely helped because then it helped with the saving up for what we're gonna go through <laughs> for the next nine months. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it definitely helped. So it's super important to teach your your kids the value of a dollar. It's never too young to start. Um, let them start saving pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, whatever it is, and, and adding it up and you know, make that list wants and needs. Makes sense. That reminds me. Makes sense. Ha, ha, ha. He made it funny. Oh, Rob. And that brings us to the special portion of the show. I call it special because it is special. Tonight, we are drinking James Ownby, Tennessee Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Alcohol classification, Tennessee Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is bottled by Old Smoky. Age is undisclosed. Filtration is the charcoal filtration. Mash bill, at least 51% corn, rye, and barley. Awards, none, color, amber. Price point, $59 to $69. Uh, little history about James Ownby, the legend and revolutionary war hero. Most men live of quite desperation. But James Ownby was not like most men. He lived a life so epic, we still tell tales till this day. Did you know that, Rob? Usually around the bonfire and always, always with a bottle. You see, before there was America or a land called Tennessee, there was a man named James Ownby who braved the unsettled frontier and forged an enduring family legacy. As a soldier, he was dedicated, enlisting at the age of 17 and serving six tours of duty throughout his esteemed military career James fearlessly fought for our young country's freedom, for his beliefs, and for a better way of life. His most notable service came as a member of the renowned Overmountain Men Regiment under the command of Colonel John Seaver in the Battle of King's Mountain, a battle which Thomas Jefferson fittingly deemed the turn of the tide of success. As a pioneer, he was prolific. James set down roots in the area surrounding the Great Smoky Mountains and built a life for himself and his family. The, the Ownbees became known as one of the original five families who significantly settled in the state we now call Tennessee. And the acorns from his family tree have become a mighty grove of oaks across once wild land. As a legend, he lives on. Today, we still point to James Ownby as, our fi- as the family's founding father who defended our, their time-honored traditions by taking the path they certainly was not easy, but the only way he knew to be right. And that's the story of James Ownby. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to James. Cheers. All right. Nose and aroma. Caramel, oak, and definitely spice. What do you say on the spice, Rob? It's spicy. Uh, in the dry glass, I get fermented apples as a smell. That was about 20 minutes ago. What about now? 
Oh, it's still there. I get the oak now, the oak uh, charred barrel. But yes, the uh, the smell is dissipating. Um, tasting notes: caramel and some spice. Uh, finish a bit spicy, but definitely mellows out. Uh, it is not too complex. I'm gonna say it's an easy sipper. Uh, you know, if you throw we we taste our bourbons neat. If you throw an ice cube in here, you know, I think it becomes even easier to sip. Yeah, I actually enjoyed this. No, it's, it, it's a good, it's a nice nice bottle. This is uh, James own 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 B Reserve. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> James Ownby. James Ownby. See that? It is the Old Smoky uh, Limited Bottle Reserve. Picked it up in Tennessee in Gatlinburg. It is very. Ah, I went to Tennessee. I went to Tennessee and I came back. Special pickup. Um, I got a couple of bottles of uh, moonshine too. Moonshine? Is that moonshine? You got a couple of bottles of shine? What did I get you? Was moonshine? Shine? Moonshine? No, you shine? got bourbon. Okay, bourbon. I got bourbon. So I got bourbon. Bourbon. But this is this was one of their limited bottles, and honestly, I was a little hesitant, but pretty good. A little spicy. I'm glad you bought it. Yeah, me too. A uh, little spicy. Bottle is kind of generic. Nothing special. Square. Square. Uh, I think I'm. Did you give you a rating yet? I didn't give it my rating. I was waiting. I was waiting for you, my friend. I think uh, taste. I'm gonna go a one five. I think aroma uh, taste. I'm gonna go two. I think aroma. I'm gonna go a one. One really, dude. That, the aroma's there. What, what didn't you like about the aroma? I didn't, I didn't think it was as complex. It was very spicy on the nose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so you get even closer, you're gonna burn some nose hairs. Yeah. So, Ooh. so that's three, and then the finish. I actually enjoyed the finish. I thought it was a nice, nice finish. Um, and like Sal said. I think you could, if you threw an ice cube in it, it would really open up, or even some distilled water it would open up the, the taste. So I think I'm going to go six on Just this. trying to do math in public. Six. I think I'm going to go with six. <laughs> go ahead, Sal. What are you going to do? Uh, six, five. I'm going to say uh, I, I kind of like it. It's. Um, I would definitely buy it in a store if I saw it. Yeah. I, know, I know you all, You went down all the way to, to Tennessee to get it. I've never seen this on the shelves here. No, I, I I limited release. Glad we're drinking. Yeah, hey, look, someone's got to drink yeah, it, right? Exactly. My, <laughs> I was like, should you get two bottles? And then we never went back to the store. So I was like, ah, whatever. But it, definitely good if you see it and it's under sixty bucks. Definitely pick it up. Highly recommended. And enjoy your bourbon. Yeah, I'm gonna say the good bottle. Definitely. If um, so, let me ask you this. Does that make the uh, Schilt Shelf Staple classification or just shy of the Schilt Shelf Staple? I think it's just shy. Mm. Boo-hoo. I know. I think, I, I think it's a little bit shy. Nah, boo. I like it. I just, I, I don't know if, I may pick up another bottle if I were to find it, but I, it's not one I would keep in stock, I don't think. It's different, though. It's different than what I normally drink. So Yes. That definitely different because it's, it's a, a little bit, bit spicier. Spicy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Agreed. I think that concludes our episode for today. Teaching our kids how to spend their money, save their money, and here we are sitting about a talking about a sixty dollar bottle of bourbon. <laughs> save your money, kids. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. See you on the next one. <laughs>